Hey guys, welcome back to Confessions of a Christian Chick. My name is Amanda and I'm your host. First, I just want to say what's up to you guys. How's everybody doing? I'm doing good. The weather is getting cold, so I am a bit sad about that because it's still August. So what's up with that? But it is what it is, right? So today we're talking about something that I feel like everyone has experienced at least once in your life. Probably more than once, but at least once. And that's waiting. So it could be waiting for anything. Waiting for an Uber, waiting for a job to call you back, waiting for your man to put a ring on it. Whatever it may be, I'm sure we've all experienced how it feels to be waiting. So when I think of the word waiting, I kind of associate two words with it, and that's impatience or patience. It's up to you to kind of decide what word describes you when you're waiting. For me, I would definitely say I was an impatient waiter. But now as I've grown in my walk with Christ, as I've gotten, you know, stronger in my faith, I can say I'm a bit more patient. Um, I would probably rate myself like 90%, you know, let me stop. I probably rate myself like 82% patient as opposed to like the 20 or 15% that I used to be. So your girl is making progress. So one thing you may have heard of before is something called the microwave generation. And technically, if you're a millennial, you're part of this generation. So if you were born between 1980, I think like 1980 to like 1996, you are considered a microwave generation. And what that means basically is you don't like to stick things out. You don't like to, you know, be patient. You don't like to wait. You don't like for hard times to arise. Like you're not staying at jobs for 10, 20 years like the older generations are. You're not staying in relationships. You're not staying in marriages. You're just not staying anywhere, basically. And I find it interesting because they really tell us that we don't believe in delayed gratification. We want things when we want them, and we go to lengths to get them. So it kind of made me wonder what kind of people that makes us. We're not really getting the chance to build stamina in anything. Once hard times arise, we're kind of like bouncing. We're dipping. Like we're not, we're not having it. I definitely do think that creates some type of character flaw. So I have this kind of funny example, but I'm going to use it and I think it will make sense in the long run. So you know how you can go to the store and buy like frozen chicken nuggets like Purdue or Tyson or whatever it may be. Those chicken nuggets normally have two ways they can be cooked. They can either be cooked in the microwave or they can be cooked in the oven. When you cook them in the microwave, they probably take about two to three minutes. And when they're in the oven, they probably take anywhere from like 12 to 14 minutes. The thing about cooking them in the microwave, though, is they normally always come out with a soggy bottom. Like, they're just not ever that good. They're kind of rubbery, kind of chewy. You know, they just don't have that effect. But when you make them in the oven, you know, they're crispy on the outside, juicy on the inside. They're just tasting good. You know, they're just good. So it makes me think, maybe God is an oven cooker. So if God is an oven cooker, like, what does that truly mean? And for me, that just means that God doesn't like to rush things. He likes to take time when he makes things so the result can be better. So as opposed to us trying to figure things out and forcing things ourselves, God likes to put things in the oven and make the outcome come out more satisfying. And I just thought about that. If you're a cook or if you've ever made any type of dinner or, you know, Thanksgiving, let's say, when you're making your food and you put something in the oven, 
What do you do? You don't necessarily pull up a chair and sit in front of the oven and watch the food being cooked. No, you're probably making other food on the stovetop or you're arranging the dinner table or you're cleaning your house before your guests come. So why is it that when we pray for things and we seek God for things, we're just sitting around twiddling our thumbs waiting for him to answer it? I don't think it should be like that. So some things I've started doing and I've started realizing is when I pray to God for something specific, I need to begin preparing myself for what I'm praying for. So for example, you're praying for a new job. Okay, cool. So in the meantime, what should you be doing? I think it's best to probably, you know, work on your professional skills, work on the skills needed to be best at that job that you're praying for, right? Work on your people skills, work on your social skills. So it's like you want a new job, but you hate taking order from people. Let's say you were to get that job today. Would you be willing to, you know, take orders from people? Would you be able to wake up at the time needed to make it to work on time? You know, are you able to collaborate with people? Because we all know there are some people at the job that can try you, you know, but you need to be able to handle that. You need to be able to be prepared for that. So why not begin preparing yourself? Let's say you want to be a secretary. You need to be able to type. Why not begin working on your typing skills or just working on your people skills in general, you know, just being nice to people in general? You know, I want to keep it real with with you guys at all times. That's why the name of the podcast is Confessions, right? So there was a point in my life and I, it wasn't too long ago. I probably say like last year I was praying to God for marriage, right? And I just had to be honest with myself. And I've really, really been trying to be honest with myself because sometimes we are the people that lie to ourselves and hold us back from our own progress. So I had to be honest with myself. And I was like, if you were a man, Amanda, would you marry you? And the the question, you know, the question kind of triggered me because I was just like, mm. but, you know, the answer at the time was probably like, no, or, you know, if I did marry you, I, I might not be happy. And that was just because there are things that I wasn't even working on about myself. And it's like, you're praying for marriage, probably one of the biggest decisions you'll ever make in your life, but you're, you're not preparing for it. You're not doing anything. You're not talking to married people. You're not getting advice from them. You're not reading books or watching videos or watching sermons. You're not doing anything to even change yourself. So, you know, I used to have an attitude problem. And, um, you know, my mom, might she might listen to this and probably be like, girl, you still do. But... um. I used to have an attitude problem and I'm working on it. Trust me, guys, I'm working on it. But and I wasn't even the kind of person I'm not a screamer. I'm not a yeller. But when I'm mad, I literally shut down like I do not want to talk. I don't want to. I just just want to be left alone. But I had to ask myself, like, how is that going to work in a marriage? Like your husband is going to be sitting there looking at you like, what are you doing? Like how we need to be able to to talk effectively and communicate and work through our problems. Like I get you're upset, but you got to learn how to talk, girl. So when people piss me off now, it's like, you know, my first resort is to want to shut down, but then I'm just forcing myself to like, you know what? No, I need to talk. I need to, you know, explain what what's going on and to explain my frustration because it's just never going to work. And so I do think that, you know, sometimes if we pray for something and we don't ever do anything on our part to to make it work or to prepare for it, 
God is like, you know what? I, I got this. I got this thing in the oven, but I really do need you to go and set the table right now. Like, I really do need you to go and you know clean up before the guests come because you're not ready for this thing to come out of the oven. Because if it does come out of the oven and nothing else is prepared, it's just gonna sit on the counter and it's gonna get cold. So that's one aspect of waiting is what we do when we're waiting. How can we be effective while we're waiting for this thing that we are praying for? The other aspect of it is, you know, thanking God anyway, still thanking God for what he has done. A scripture that most people know is Philippians 4, 6. It says, do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. That scripture is something I try and remind myself often because you know what? Sometimes we get too wrapped up in, you know, praying, I want this, I want this, I want this. And while we're waiting for God to do it, we're never once thanking him for what he has done. We're never, you know, giving him shout outs like, God, you know what? I do appreciate you for coming through for me for this, this, and this. Because if you look back over your life, I'm sure, I mean, I don't know who's listening to this, but I'm sure you can say God has been faithful because you know what? you're still alive, like you're still in the land of the living. So that alone is enough to just thank him for, you know, things may not be the exact way that you pictured it to be, but as long as you're alive, there's still hope, right? You know, I had to talk to myself and I, I didn't want to be that like grouchy, ungrateful Christian that's just always focused on the next thing, the next things. Like as soon as you pray for something and you get it, you're just focused on the next thing. I don't want to be like that. I, I, I decided I wanted to live a life like outside of myself, bigger than myself. So now it's like, you know, I always try and look at myself and how I relate to other people and just think like, let's say you do something for someone and they're just kind of like, oh, thanks. But, you know, I still need this. I still need this. In your mind, it's like, OK, cool. Like, I get you need that. But can you just kind of acknowledge what I did do? Because I had to go through lengths to do it. And trust me, we are not God. So God is not holding it against us. But we can still be appreciative to him. You know, God loves us regardless. There's nothing that we can do to make God love us. And I fully do understand that. But that doesn't mean that we don't need to show appreciation or we can't show appreciation, you know, because we can. We can. And um, I'm sure that God does appreciate that. God, that does make God happy. So why not just thank him in the meantime instead of living your life anxiously? Because realistically, no matter how anxious you are, it's not going to bring that thing that you want any faster. Like all you're doing is causing yourself more stress and more, you know, un unrest. So why bother? Why be anxious? Why be upset? Why worry? You know, worrying is not going to add another day to your life. That's also in the Bible. So why do it? You don't have to worry about anything because the same God that provided for you yesterday is the same God that's going to provide for you today. Things may not be the way that you pictured them to be at this exact moment, but that doesn't mean that God is not working on it. Trust me, when something is in the oven, I know you can start smelling it. You know, you can start just imagining how amazing it's going to be when it comes out, but Take a turkey out two hours earlier than it needs to be. And you're going to see that mm, you probably should have left it in there a little bit longer. It's the same exact thing. If it's not our time, it's just not our time. Um, C.S. Lewis, he's a, a famous novelist. Most people know him. But he has a quote and it says, I'm sure that God keeps no one waiting unless he sees that it is good for them to wait. And honestly, that is the God honest truth. If you don't have something right now, it's because you don't have it right now. Like, there's nothing you can do to change it. So why worry? Why be upset? Another thing to know in your season of waiting 
is to avoid bitterness and jealousy at all costs. You know, there may be something that you want specifically and you see someone else getting it. And that is the prime time for the enemy to try to like come in your head and and make you feel all these thoughts of jealousy. But listen, one thing you need to know about this life, you can be the same age as someone, but you guys did not come to this earth together and you're not going to leave this earth together. We are all running a different race. So stop using someone else's life as a measure stick for your own life. You're living a different life for a reason. So don't be jealous or don't be envious of another person because they may, they may have something that you are praying for or that you want. That's not how life works. That's not how it works. Every recipe has a different time that it stays in the oven. And yes, I'm going to keep using my oven example because I thought long and hard about it. So y'all just going to have to deal with it. But but on a serious note, everyone has a different time. So um, that's just one thing to keep in mind and to avoid at all costs. Whenever you feel feelings of jealousy or envy, you need to just ask God to help you and ask God to step in because that's honestly the worst the worst kind of thoughts that you can give into. So just always keep that in mind also. So like I said lately, when I'm praying and seeking God about something specific, the first thing I'm doing is just making sure I'm not the one blocking my own blessing. Because, you know, it's not always the enemy. And we sometimes we get wrapped up in this like, oh, the devil's this, the devil's trying me, the devil's trying to block my blessing. And the devil's looking like, oh, wow, like I wasn't even in this this time. Like that was all you. So sometimes we're our worst own enemy. So I need to make sure that there are things that I'm I'm not doing to delay that progress. You know, if I'm living in sin, if I'm doing things that's just not of God, I want to make sure I can step away from that and fully begin to prepare myself for what I'm praying for. Once I get that out of the way, all I can do is just keep seeking God and keep trusting him and keep putting my faith in him. So I know that it may not be easy at all times. I'm not saying that it will be. I'm not saying that it should be. But that's not what the Christian was called to do. We're not called to live easy lives. So, you know, you just have to keep your hope in him, keep your trust in him. And by the time you know it, you'll have what you've been praying for. And you'll forget that you were even praying for it. It's just, you know, just something human nature. We just get it and we kind of take it for granted. So, you know, just trust God and he can do it. He's done it before. He'll do it again. You know, just keep trusting him and he'll do what he said he will do. So thank you guys for tuning in to yet another episode. Always remember you can follow me at Confessions of a Christian Chick on Instagram. And always you can send an email at Confessions of a Christian Chick at gmail.com. And I will catch you guys on the next episode. Bye.